Podcast for I Am A Fan, Comic Book Film Talk, Episodes 10. As always, it's Marco Lopez and Randall Armstrong, and uh, we're here to bring you one of the greatest podcasts in the world. Randall, kick it off. All right, we'll do a quick recap. Uh, we mentioned in our main show, uh, Star Wars, Episode 7, release date April. for the Blu-ray, April 5th, 2015. So excited. April's, April's going to be an awesome month. Yes. Um... Not just that, but also, uh, we checked out the trailer for Justice League vs. Teen Titans. So good. So excited. Coming out a lot sooner than expected. Also coming out in April. April 12th. So, so awesome. I think they did that. They pushed it up because of the uh, Killing Joke. Because I think I the think Killing so. Joke is probably going to come out like in November, later in the year. Well, I mean, they, they did mention, uh, and I think we mentioned it before, that the the Killing Joke, they are going to premiere it at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, okay. Which is, yeah. I think, June. So it's probably going to be like a September-October thing. So, right? well, I mean, it could be... San Diego Comic-Con Ju- Ju- is July. Huh? Oh, is, is it July or June? Yeah, July. Oh, okay, July. So then I'm thinking August, September. Yeah. No la- no later than October. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we de- we talked about that. Um, we also talked about um, that uh, Batman Bad Blood is coming out this mm-hmm. Tuesday. February 2nd. Seen it. It's available for digital purchase or streaming if you'd like to get it and watch it early. Sure, sure. Me, I, I'm a completist. I'm, a, I'm one of those guys I like to collect the movies. So, I'm actually, I, I missed out on the last few movies. So, I'm just going to, once I have a little extra money, I'm, I'm going to buy those. I'm buying them now as they do them in, in the books. Yes, in yes. The, 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 the hardcovers, the graphic novels, yeah. So, that's how I'm getting them. So, there's that coming out. So excited. I, love, I just love animation. I love the, the cartoons. They're always fun to watch. Heck yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we talked about uh, Colin Trevero, who is the director of Jurassic World, uh, who is also uh, uh, going to be directing Star Wars Episode Nine. He wants to go to space. And, yeah, he uh, he wants to film some scenes of the movie in space. Man, so that's pretty crazy. Cool. It is crazy. We, were, we made jokes about, uh, like, James Cameron is just going to tag along just because he <laughs> wants to go to space. Like, if, if, if he actually gets to shoot some scene in space, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, James Cameron's gonna... He'll probably bring Schwarzenegger along. If you look at, look at that, and Schwarzenegger's gonna be like, Oh my god, we're in space! Like, I fucking did it! <laughs> yeah. uh, James, what are you doing? Look outside, look outside, look at the stars! You know, uh, then we also joke, like, like Michael Bay. Michael Bay will probably tag along, too. And he's like, I just want to blow something up in space. They're like, Michael, not the moon! Yeah. <laughs> we need that! So that's that's... You know, that's mostly what we talked about. We had so much other stuff to talk about with the with comics and TV, TV that we didn't uh, put too much into it. Also, not to mention, there's really not that much news. Yeah, it's not going to kick uh, off until Daredevil and Daredevil. the con season. And Deadpool, Deadpool and the con season. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, conventions are starting to come up, so we'll probably start hearing some more. Um, Super Bowl is coming up. Yeah. And speaking of Super Bowl, uh, Fox plans... Uh, a very, they're planning a major Deadpool X-Men promotional push Super Bowl weekend uh, I read up a little bit on that and it's kind of cool like Ryan Reynolds is going to be there at the Super Bowl um well the Super Bowl is in California so it's very easy for like this is a great opportunity for people who work in the film industry to like hey we don't have to travel to like this you know, boring state. You know, okay. They don't have to travel to a boring state and move all their people out there. The people are already there, so they can do whatever promotions they want to do for. Oh, it's going to be sick! Doing. I think it's going to do. It's going to do well for Deadpool to see, uh, for them to be. Promoted. Oh yeah. Well, first off, I I love all the promotional stuff that and uh, Ryan Reynolds has been doing. I think not 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 only is he doing it, 
Like some people, I, you know, when the they Australian stuff where you make a Happy Australian Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are some people like there are some actors who, like when it comes to promoting a movie, it gets exhausting. They're like, oh, this. Like they'd rather be just resting or relaxing or having a good time. Yeah. Um, it just sounds like Ryan Reynolds is having an awesome time promoting this movie. You know, he's like, hey, I get to dress up as Deadpool. Hey, I get to make some jokes, promote this, get some chimichangas. I mean, but yeah, I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna have him at a at a taco truck or a, excuse me at a uh, a food truck, and he's gonna be handing out chimichangas. I mean, if I were wealthy, if I were rich, I'd fly out there and get some chimichangas from Ryan Reynolds. I would totally do it. I'm like, screw Super Bowl, give me some chimichangas. Let me hang out with Mr. Deadpool. Yeah, that would be the coolest thing ever. Oh yeah, yeah, and then like uh, he's gonna be taking over Fox's Snapchat. I'm not. I'm never ever on Snapchat. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I've heard of it. Uh, friends of mine are it's on. It's really it. easy. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm. I may just jump on there just to see what he puts on there. But then again, somebody might just record it and like show. They probably will. Yeah. But uh, no, I love it. I love it, man. Uh, and of course, Super Bowl weekend is uh, not this weekend. Obviously, it is next weekend. Um, so excited. Marco has that look on his face. He's like, I want to do the podcast earlier or the day before so we can do Super Bowl. He's going to try to kill me just so he can see the Super Bowl live. It's like, dude, you have a DVR. I've recorded. No, because then everyone will ruin it. No, no, you'll just miss like a couple hours of it and then you can zoom past all the commercials. Everyone will ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> Best part of the Super Bowl. Do you even like any of the teams that are playing? Uh, no, but I do want to see uh, Peyton Manning go down, so. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so there's that. So, like, Fox awesome news and more Deadpool news um, apparently T.J. Miller is, mentioned that uh, there it sounds like there's going to be a Deadpool's director's cut you know and yes. uh, apparently he says that it's even more raw than the R version <laughs> this is like a direct quote from him what if Deadpool for the promotion for the director's cut he gets in there and goes that's right baby we're going there and, and he crosses his arms he crosses his arms oh, and, he's like, X. X. <laughs> and he's like wait we can't do that Oh, sorry. Uh, not X. <laughs> that, would be, that would be hilarious. He's like, hey, Deadpool, X-rated. You know, like, for the X-Men. Like, it's, that, that would be pretty cool. Uh, God, I can only imagine how many people are offended. It's like, you don't have to pick up the X-rated version of Deadpool. It's like, it's like one, it's not really going to be X-rated, which is, I could see them making that joke. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's probably going to be, like, you know, unrated, which is technically an NC-17. They just don't call that anymore. Yeah. Because um, NC-17 has such a bad connotation because of uh, movies like Showgirls and... Uh, right, right. It's, just, it's almost like, oh, it's tearing on soft corn porn. It's like, no, NC-17 calls me because of violence. Right, right. You know? They should bring it back. NC-17. I think they still use it, but like people just don't want to get it. If they're like, you got slapped with an NC-17, they're like, nope, we gotta re-edit this film. Yeah. But it just makes people like curious, like, man, what's in that movie? <laughs> you know? But yeah, there's that, and then, um, oh, here's a cool news, uh, John Krasinski. Um, at one point, John Krasinski was in the lead to play as Captain Steve Rogers. That's crazy. I know. I know, and this was back when he was still on The Office. So when I heard the news... You're and, like, and, no! Right. I would see pictures, and people would like make these like Photoshop pictures. And I don't know, I just looked at it, and I'm like, he just looks too goofy looking. And then you see him in uh, 13 Hours, the Michael Bay film, and he's like, that scene where he's well, just... Well, any, anybody can look tough with a beard. Oh, that scene where he's sitting there silently, just like looking at the... Yeah. the, the... He's definitely, I, in my opinion, I think he's a, an exceptional actor. 
I think he has a lot of potential. I like when he, uh, the trailer when he showed up in that, he's in that movie, Aloha Hawaii or whatever, that crappy movie. Right, right, right. Um, and he's just like, he has the beer and he's just like, you're not saying nothing again. He's a man, yeah, he's a man of few words. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one, that's brilliantly directed. He's got a great shape now. Like, if you see him, he's wearing the military uniform. Dude, John Smith, you're not the skinny, you know. All right, well, look, it wasn't the body for me. It was about the face. You know, I look at his face, and I'm like, that's not Steve Rogers. That's the all shucks face of Steve Rogers. Aw shucks face. No, he looks like a, a handsome version of Gomer Pyle. No. You know, um... No, if they had you choose Krasinski, they could have uh, had him play Steve Rogers before. The, the muscle mass and after they they, they wanted to have done CGI like they did with uh, what's his name that was real that wasn't real that was CGI for Evans oh when he was skinny yeah oh yeah 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 and he's all like shorter too he's all like I can handle they, myself they would have done, done the same thing with Krasinski trust nah, me trust I mean, me they just well not, not to mention like you I, who knows who knows but I will say this though at least it was better than Channing Tatum they never would show the chain Tatum. Dude, you have no clue how close he was in the running. For, when I heard that Channing Tatum was in the running for Steve Rogers, and he was like in the top three choices or something like that. Randall's like, there's no, a god in heaven. No, no, no. The minute I heard the news, I dropped to my knees and prayed. I'm like, please, God, not Channing Tatum. <laughs> not, you know, I'm like, I started making jokes, like, you know, because he was in the Step Up movies, and I'm like, I can see it now. Come on, Avengers, it's time to... Step up for America. Uh, you know, start dancing and stuff like that. What was, what did Krasinski say? You're gonna oh, say Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well anyways, Krasinski Krasinski, who at one point was in the running for Captain America, um, he's he says he's good friends with Chris Evans or at least friends with him. And so he's happy for his success. But he basically was thinking like, you know what? Um I think it'd be cool to play a Marvel villain. And like, and at the same time, he's like, "I'd like to play a Marvel villain, and I'd like to fight Captain America." <laughs> I was like, "U.S. agent." So, he could be, he could, they could do the whole U.S. agent thing, and he's going crazy. They should, they should just for fun get everybody from the office, and have him play as like the Avengers. And so uh, you see, oh man, can you imagine? Can you imagine Michael Scott as a, as a Nick Fury? Oh God! You see, I, dude, he, I, his character, his character, I think, is dumb enough to try and do blackface. I think, and so, like, can you imagine Michael Scott like putting on like makeup, and Jim's like, "What are you doing, Michael?" And he's like, "Well, I'm Nick Fury. I gotta be like Samuel Jackson." You know, he's trying to do his. He's like, no, Michael, no. He's like, don't do it, Michael. Stop, stop. Like everyone's like telling Michael, like, stop, Michael, don't do that. You know. And they cut to uh, what's his name? The, uh, the and, and, oh, the, and, oh, you know, the big black guy they have on the team and um, office, and he's like, he's like Stanley, you have to be. He's like, I'm stepping down. <laughs> and then, like, uh, and then, what's his name? Uh, Dwight. I can see Dwight. Dwight's like, I don't want to be one of the Avengers. I'm the Red Skull. <laughs> you know, like, you see him, like, you know, because, you know, he's got, like, a German background. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. like, he starts speaking German, and, like, and he's like, it all makes sense. You know, uh, Jim will be Captain America, and I am the Red Skull. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like I, I can just picture all that. You know, it'd be funny. But, uh, but yeah, there's that. Um, Oh, and the uh, cool thing here also is um, I'm actually excited for the new Spider-Man movie. I just want to, I mean, like, I don't know if it's going to be good. I pray it is because the director, I really like his work. Oh, sure, sure. But uh, once again, it's Sony. I mean, I know Marvel is stepping in, 
but at the same time, Marvel isn't running it. Sony is still running yeah, it. Yeah, Sony has the final say on everything. Yeah, stuff. That's exactly. what fans don't realize. Right, right. And Marvel so, has a say. Sony has the final say. I mean, I have mixed feelings about the actor because I haven't really seen anything that he's worked in or done. Um, I'm just worried. Like, you know, each time you guys reboot a Spider-Man movie, you're getting an actor that's like less and less and less like Peter Parker, you know? Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to stay positive about it. Um, Especially when they had an actor in the first three films that was nothing like Peter Parker, and then they got an actor that was closer to Peter we, Parker. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? That's right. That's no. right, I went there. I no, went there. Tobey was definitely Peter oh, Parker. Oh, please. He was, he was Peter Parker, if you, if sad you, sack on 11. He so? cranked that sad sack up to 11, and he was like, I'm Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at me in the third film, doing it. Emo 70s style John Travolta dance. Uh, there's only very few scenes in all three movies where he did a bad version of Peter Parker. But there's no doubt that 75 to 80% of all footage of him as Peter Parker in all three movies, Tobey Maguire did a great job. No, he did horrible oh, he job. Did, uh, that, that, that Peter Parker right. as Spider Man can never hang when you, when you When you go to that, well, yeah. When you go to that first movie and you see Tobey Maguire and like. You know MJ and like the feelings that he has for her and how he likes her and he's just this nice kid. You know. I see that that, that Peter Parker and I'm like, God, how did he even get Black Cat interested in him? She would no way want to touch him. That's why Black Cat never made it in the movies. But but, uh, but no, I mean, just Sam Raimi is just a great director and uh, and I think Tobey Maguire is a solid actor. I actually want to see that uh, he plays Bobby Fischer in that one uh, movie. I'd like to see that. But, uh, but no, I mean, like I said, I just don't know, I don't know how well this other kid is. Um, I don't know how, I mean, you say you like the director, but I, I haven't seen any of his work. So I can't really form much of, much of, a, much of an opinion on the matter. I'm excited to see where it, where it goes. I'm, I'm looking to see uh, uh, the, a lot of, here's what people said um, with the two Spider-Man series that came out. Tommy McGuire Spider-Man was the better Peter Parker but he was the shittier Spider-Man right uh, what's his name in the Amazing Spider-Man series he was the better Spider-Man but he was the shittier Peter Parker right so now everyone's hoping in this third set of films they get it right or God forbid he doesn't do well in either part then it's like he plays you know both a shitty Spider-Man and a shitty Peter Parker and then Parker. at that point it's just like Leave Spider-Man alone. Yeah, at that nobody point, yeah. wants to see another movie. I agree. I agree. At that point, you you lay Spider-Man to rest for five to seven years, and you let them get it right in the CGI animated film from. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Imagine, I keep, I keep imagine, that imagine the live-action film bombs, and it's the CGI animated film that makes like a billion dollars. Yeah, you know, it's and like Sony, Sony's like, all right, animation it is. Like Spider-Man's back. You get like five Spider-Man CGI yeah. films. And then they're like, and then we'll do a Spider-Gwen movie. <laughs> Animated. It's like, it's crazy if that were to happen. Oh my god. Yeah. You but know? anyways, the new Spider-Man film is uh, apparently, excuse me, is supposed to get a IMAX treatment. Oh, hopefully they shot an IMAX and it's not that they're blowing it up for IMAX. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, Spider-Man... They haven't started shooting yet yeah, at all, in, so. in my opinion, Spider-Man is one of those characters like, you should film this movie in 3D. Like, when he is like swinging through the scene... Oh, yeah, I'd go watch Spider-Man film in 3D. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen a 3D film forever. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you want to see that whole, like, swinging through the city, and you're just, like, swinging with him, and you're like, oh my god, this is awesome. But then like, I get... Oh, when... And that's another awesome thing that Sam Raimi did in the original movies. Um, he had the, the swinging Spidey cam. So, like, those images when the camera is going through New York, 
and you you feel like wow I'm like you're swinging to New York you really are because the, the camera movements and like uh, what he was to hide the awkwardness of uh, his uh, Spider Man. Right, right, right. It's like why is Spider Man cracking jokes? Does he not know a joke? Plus you have like the awesome Bruce Campbell and uh, all three of the cracking movies. all the jokes. Yeah. Spider Man can't crack jokes. Uh, I know, I know. The the, the funniest joke he did was uh, in Spider Man Two. When uh, he looked at Doc Ock and he's like, here's your change. <laughs> that was like probably the funniest thing he said out of all of it. It's know? like, how do you have a Spider-Man that doesn't crack jokes? I know, man. I mean, honestly, in reality, what's his name really would have... Like, he played Venom, but he really would have been the more funnier, like the more... Oh, if they had two for greats from the beginning? Yeah. Uh, playing uh, Peter Parker, he would have been the perfect Peter Parker and the perfect Spider-Man. Yeah. And I would have been that fine with it. I would have been like, I'm good, this works. Like my spider senses are tingling, if yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> so... Uh, and ho- hopefully in this series of films what, what they need to do is make sure that they keep this new film like under 150 or under 100 million dollars sure you know it's like you know don't get crazy and be like we gotta introduce Green Goblin again we gotta like, don't, don't, don't give us villains we've already seen yeah you know take a little lower you know give us I mean you can give us villains that you hit, but don't spotlight them as villains like have them just play a role in the background give us a threat that feels credible like again that's why I say they should go back people forget Spider-Man fought the Kingpin first Spider-Man fought a lot of criminal organizations. He so what, fought get Tombstone. He fought they, Tombstone. They show up? No. Uh, he fought Tombstone. You know, Spider-Man's like looking at him like, what are you doing? Are you looking at that wall? It's like, there should be literally a scene in this to show you how frightening it is to have a 15-year-old going around being a superhero. Whoever his villain is, it should be a scene where he literally beats him to a pulp and lets him live because he's like, you know, he, he, he what if they pull, what, what if they bring in more loot? No, God, God, no. The spider slayers. I'll be like, ah, oh, it's like, no, oh, I like the spot, the whole, that, like, the everything that, what's his name, added onto that, mm-hmm. Dan Slot, that was good. Yeah. But if they go with the original where it's like, totem, I'm like, no, no, now we've ruined Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I had fun with those issues, I enjoyed those. Um, but let's not go backwards, let's go forward. Right, right, right. I feel they're going to borrow a lot from the Ultimate Universe, and then from the... The Ultimate Universe is dead. Doesn't matter. Everything that was great about the as, Ultimate Universe right now, I feel like just doesn't matter. Just, like, the, alone. As comic book creators, you can borrow, as uh, filmmakers, you can borrow whatever you want. Oh, of course, absolutely. But I mean, like, you have to look at the villains that they've used, right? Um, they've used the Lizard. They've used um, Electro. They've used uh, Doc Ock. They've used Green Goblin. A couple of them. And uh, so it's like it makes you think like who else can you use? There's plenty of spider spider villains. Oh, there is. There's a huge rogues gallery. Yeah. I mean, oh, and they've used Sandman. Forgot yeah. about Sandman. That was no. Actually, Sam Raimi did a great job uh, using Sandman. The problem is he got screwed by them being like, "Oh, you got to throw in Venom in here," and he was like, "Right, he doesn't fit in this movie." And they're like, like "Throw I, him in." You know here. what I'd like them to do is introduce Eddie Brock from the first movie. And I want what this was the great thing what Sam Raimi did. You saw the progression of, you saw the progression of uh, Harry Osborn throughout all three movies. Oh yeah, you know the when he yeah when he became New Goblin. Yeah, except for the horrible costume. Right. Well, I mean, I was like Sam. I was like Sam. You just can't keep his costume down, can you? No, he can't. <laughs> Not for the Goblin. No. Uh, but anyways, like, uh, and of course, like you know, obviously at the end of Spider-Man three, like the Goblin redeeming himself. Like he played such a great villain in that movie, and then like the last minute, it's like I'm sorry, Pete. I'm here to back you up, bro. You know, and it's like... His movie, his third movie is so great because it was all about the sins of the father passing on to the children. Right. You know? And especially... And that, all the Willem Dafoe scenes, they're so great. Especially that scene with Sandman where he's like putting himself back together and that like operatic music is playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, this is pre- 
really in filmmaking. Yeah. You know? This is like 101. Yeah. Sam Raimi is schooling people. And then he ruins it with all the Venom stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was forced to use Venom. He didn't like Venom. No. Nope. I think even, like, I think in some of the be, uh, behind the scenes, the director's commentary, you can even hear, like, Topher Grace. And uh, I think Topher was basically, like, talking about, like, one, he was he was praising Sam, like, oh, he's yeah. a great director, but at the same time, or maybe it was a behind-the-scenes interview, but at one point, I think he was pretty much explaining how, like, Sam Raimi didn't even know who Venom was. No, he's only, he's a fan of he's the He's a fan Ditko. of, like, yeah, the, yeah, the Ditko area, yeah. I don't even know if he's read any of the Ramita Senior area. I think he's just read the... No, I bet you he read some of the... He had to, man. Ramita Senior was was just as great. Great run. It was yeah. fantastic. But that's, Absolutely. That's when he made Peter Parker the, uh, I, the good-looking I, yeah. Peter Parker. If, if anything, Raimi made it through uh, the 60s, maybe early 70s of Spider-Man, and then after that, he probably stopped. Yeah. You know, and so he missed out on the, the 80s like, and the, the time of Farland. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So, like, he's seen all the classic villains. I'd love to see Mysterio... I always had this idea, like, you know who I think would make a good Mysterio? Who? Jeremy Piven. Oh, he'd be a good job. Yeah. Because Mysterio's first a magician. A, yeah. Magi- a magician. Yeah. And but. not to mention, like, Jeremy Piven is just one of those actors. He's kind of an over-actor. Yeah. You know? So, like, he would make, like, this great... I, he, I just think he would just make this now, charismatic... Now, if they announced that Mysterio's the villain for the film, I'm down. Um, but it's got to be somebody that, like... I don't know. They either have, they can go two ways with this film. Right. This has to be a just so much fun Spider-Man film mm-hmm. that it's like a throwback to the cartoons and the old comic books. Mm-hmm. And by a kind uh, or this is a film that like this kid gets becomes a superhero and then he realizes this is actually some really dangerous stuff. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Well, like, I mean, I think I think essentially because I think at one point didn't um, Kevin Feige he's just like you know he wanted the teen drama. To have sort of a John Hughes feel, yeah, you know, and which so, I'm fine. I'm like, I like John Hughes. <laughs> of course, I do like John Hughes. But has anyone else been able to pull off John Hughes other than John Hughes? Ah, uh, there's been a few people. I thought my head, I don't remember. I'd have to like yeah. go through my movies. Yeah, but there's been a few people who have been able to capture that John Hughesian feel in their movies. Okay. Um, but it's far in between. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, but I think, and he, I think what and he means by John, doing a John Hughes film, you're incorporating a John Hughes element into a superhero action film. I think the reason, the reason what he meant is he wanted it to be authentic. Right. He didn't want it to make it seem like, you know, it's CW. As much as I love The Flash and Arrow and all that, yeah, their yeah. relationship stuff is very, like, not realistic at all. It's very melodramatic. I suppose. But, uh... But, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, like, how... I mean, essentially, and this is why I think Sam Raimi's Spider-Man was great, is essentially... It was really more about Peter Parker than it was Spider-Man, you know, and and I think that's why people really liked it. You know, you know, you know. Last time, what happened when they did that? Mm. And uh, Incredible Hulk series, where it was all about Bruce Banner just walking around and. Uh, you talking about the TV show from the seventies? No, not the seventies. I'm talking about the, the comic book when there was just Bruce Banner uh, trucking across the country. Oh, the red versus red blue, Mister oh, Mister Blue, Mister Red. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the uh, Hulk ever showed up every like two, three issues, yeah. and everybody was like. Why is this comic book called fucking Incredible Hulk when the Hulk never shows up? We well, see it's different when you're trying to translate it into a comic book. You know, comic books are meant to be like get to the action, get to the storytelling, get to the action, get to the storytelling. Okay, awesome. Not dialogue, 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 dialogue. Bendis, dialogue, dialogue. You know, Bendis, dialogue, dialogue. <laughs> I think action. You're saying, I think you're saying something here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I mean. Uh, all the more reason why I think so many people liked Mark Millar's writing 
was because he had a, a great balance of like, hey, here's some dialogue, here's some dialogue, oh shit, something awesome just happened. A little bit more dialogue, a little bit more dialogue, more action, and then some more action. Yeah. You know, and then cliffhanger, you know, and so it was just like, it was a great, you know, you know, you just, he, so every, like lots of different writers have a specific writing style. And I don't want to dog Bendis because some of his dialogue is very witty, very clever, very well done. Uh, but the problem though is like I think he's just he's just trying too hard sometimes. I think. I mean, no, true. I mean, uh, Bendis is. Uh, I, I love Bendis, but there's just some stuff that he doesn't work with. Right. And there's some stuff that uh, he's fantastic in. Yeah. One um, of the other things I was going to mention also is because uh, I can't remember if we mentioned it in the last episode. But Kevin Smith, he did a voice. He did a voice. Oh, no, uh, we didn't mention it. Oh, they, yeah. they finally revealed who he, yes. what his thing in Star Wars was? Yeah. So apparently when Kevin Smith went to go visit Star Wars, it wasn't just to go check it out. He got to partake. He got, like, his voice in there, and he got this voice as one of the stormtroopers. Which, which was very awesome. Um, I don't remember, but it was in the scene when they were, um, remember when the Resistance is flying over the water? Oh, yeah. You know, it was like almost like right before that. I think he was like saying like, you know, hey, here they come or something. Oh, like that. nice. He has to be part of Star Wars history. Absolutely, man. That's fantastic. All the more reason why I think he had tears. You know, oh, like yes. when he was crying, he's just like, I get to be part of Star Wars. <laughs> you know, like who who wouldn't cry over such happiness like that? That's so amazing. And what? one final thing before we wrap up real quick is uh, Gal Gadot. Uh, she recently uh, mentioned that uh, when she went to go aud- audition for the Batman Superman movie she actually thought she was auditioning to be Catwoman Selena Kyle you know and uh, and it turned out it wasn't it was Wonder Woman so uh, later on when she found out it was Wonder Woman she's like oh my god you know like this is great this is awesome you know but like I think uh, you know she just she just assumed like you know oh you know it's a Batman movie with Superman that's in it you know, like, who else would be in it? Yeah, what yeah. Other, whatever, whatever. She would have played a perfect Catwoman if she had, uh... I think she would have made a good Catwoman as well, but yeah. I'm, I'm... She looks great as Wonder Woman. She does. I'm, I'm so excited for Wonder Woman. I really am, like... Oh, the clips they showed in that uh, special made me... Yeah. I was like, this is This is where, you know, and, you know, sorry for all the Marvel fans, but this is where DC's gonna come in and give the giant finger to Marvel and be like, where's your female superhero? This is where they're coming to the show you can... Fall away from the bottom. Yeah. Sure, you can. If DC really wants to get the upper hand here, they make another female superhero movie before Marvel gets one out. That, that way, everyone will be like, "DC's done too. Marvel Zero. And, and they've been having all their superhero movies years before DC started their cinematic universe. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, God, I'm so excited for the DC films. Uh, we got Daredevil. We got Deadpool coming up. Marvel, and then you know, a month after that. Oh, it's going to be so great. It's going to be... We're finally getting into February, which means Deadpool. That means February's going to fly by really fast. And then before you know it, it's March. And we just got to hang tight till the end of March. And we've got Batman, Superman. And then we're going to be seeing Batman, Superman so many times that it's going to be May. And we're going to be watching (laughs) Civil Civil War. War. And then we're going to watch that so many times that at the end of May, boom, X-Men. And then after X-Men... So many times we're going to run into Suicide Squad. And then from there, right into Doctor Strange. Yes. It's going to be a hell of a year. But again, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for enjoying this podcast and the continued support. Uh, please listen to the other micro episodes and the one hour if you haven't. We hope you all have a good day and see you next time. See you.